Illini will guard the inbound here, and Hepburn gets it in with six, with five. The Illini up 61-48. Hepburn with a 30-foot three, <laughs> threw it in to cut it to 10, 61-51, and that's going to end the ballgame. 61-51, kind of like the Ohio State game. Ends with a three from the opponent, but too little, too late again. And the Illini, for the first time ever, have won three in a row in this building. Oh, they won it? 10 in a row at the old field house. Right. But win for the third straight time at the Kohl Center and beat the Badgers by 10 here today. 61-51 is the final Illinois blue jerseys and all. Road blues, no problem for the Illini today up in Madison. The Illini winning a butte of a college basketball game, 61-51 over the Badgers. Welcome in Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show here on News Talk 1493.9 and Light Rock 97.5. Evan Kahn, Mike LaTulip with you as well as Joey Wright. We want to hear your thoughts on the Illini's win, but first our rapid reaction brought to you by Kozad Asset Management for over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Mike, it... it I, I was exaggerating. That was not a beaut of a college basketball game. But the Illini, again, do enough on the offensive end, play a great defensive game, and they've won three in a row at the Kohl Center. Kind of hard to believe. Yeah, Nicolo Moretti had to have been thinking he got dropped on Mars uh, <laughs> with this being his first, I guess, exposure to American basketball. Uh, wasn't a great showing for <laughs> for our for our great country there in the first half. But... Look, again, just another game where your defense is able to kind of keep you at bay or keep them at bay. And uh, despite the struggles in the first half, I thought they, was, they were really simplifying things in the second half. What, what works? What's the matchup? Let's exploit it. We don't need to mess around. And they, they just use their physicality and their size. And it's part of the reason that thing blew open. And Matthew Meyer has a career day going for 26, most of his college career. And, yeah, they, they rode the hot hand when they needed to. Uh, just weathered the storm in the first half, get it done in the second half. And they win it. Two games over 500 in the Big Ten for the first time this season. Illinois over Wisconsin. That's our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. We want to hear your thoughts. Give us a call, 217-356-9397. That's the fan line. The Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Fasteners, etc. Post game show up next. Shooting well, neither team, as Yoda would say, is not. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 939 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 975 FM WHMS. Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 
351-5357. Now, your hosts for the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip. Here is Gilmore, drives in, shot deflected by Meyer from 15 feet, taken out of there by Melendez. Up the court, Meyer, running the floor, lays it up and in. Nice, way, way to get it out in transition. Neither team shot it well in the first half. The Illini, 33%, end up 43 for the game. Both teams shooting the exact same in the second half. A little weird. Also weird, Illinois getting two wins in the blue unis up at the Kohl Center, and they're now 6-4 and four in Big Ten play with the win over Wisconsin. Welcome in, Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Mike LaTulip, Evan Kahn with you. You heard the numbers there from Gene, and they're already ringing in on the fan line, 217-356-9397, as well as on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Ugly start, but a good road win anyway, says 217-texter. Forget the orange, or wear the orange, forget the blue, question mark. Maybe uh, we can question some superstitions, but uh, it sounds like the Illini were confident in their game plan with this one going in there two and 20 in the blues and, and coming away with a double digit win so i remember i remember when i saw the tweet earlier that they were going blue unis <laughs> i was like that's borderline disrespectful to, i mean that, that told me all i needed to know about how they felt about that game and how they felt about that matchup i remember pregame i was talking about it that's the worst matchup for wisconsin in the big 10 and it has been for years and it was going to be even more on display today because not only does Dane have an advantage down low, but because you start Dane at the five, you have Coleman at the four. That puts Matt Meyer at the three. They don't have any wing guards or, or any any wings that can guard at a high level. So mm-hmm. that was just that that would they they probably needed to figure out a different formula. But the, mano y mano, man versus man. That's just a it's a really bad matchup for Wisconsin, and that showed in a big way today. I think that's why the Blue Unis were rolled out, to be honest. Brad, Brad Underwood said after the game that uh, Assistant Athletic Director Joey Biggs made the call to go with the, the Blues, and it paid off. So ma- maybe Joey. it was a, a little bit of, of confidence and, and uh, a hunch by Joey Biggs. Either way, it's an Illinois win. We go to the fan line. Stands out in Santa Clara already declaring the 49ers as NFC champs. What do you got on this one? Well, I hope so, but we'll have to. We'll have to see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I, I got to tell you, for years and years and years, I, I am probably the most outspoken hater of buckyball in the whole country. I hate their concept. I hate what they do. They drag down our league in the NCAA every year. They can't really play, so they run these stupid gimmick offenses and defenses, and I'm sick of it. I mean, we're finally getting to the point where teams are using their athleticism to just beat down these guys. And I want to continue to see that. Although I, I hope Greg Gard's farewell uh, tour lasts another five or six years so this program can get buried back to where they ought to be, you know, where they've been historically. But I think they finally run out of miracle big stiff guys that they find out of, you know, some – farm town somewhere in Illinois or Wisconsin. But I personally, I'm loving this. I mean, we did what we needed to do today. We have better players. We have more physical players. We have better skilled players. We just took it right to them. I mean, that's exactly what you got to do. 
and that's what everybody else in this conference needs to do too. Just bury these guys. You know, they have no business playing in the NCAA because we know how they're going to play. They're going to play ugly and win by a point or two, and then they get up against an athletic team that just blows them off the floor. How many years have we seen that? Uh, it just it hurts our league. It really does, and I'm really tired of it. So I'm glad that they're, they're having a really crappy year. Let's hope there's more of it. We did what we needed to do today. Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> I appreciate the, the call there, Stan. And Wisconsin has fallen on tougher times. They, they found Johnny Davis last year. Uh, but, but all in all, I would say that Wisconsin is down. And as you said, Illinois taking advantage of their superior talent and have now won. What is, what is that overall? I guess that's three in a row overall. But uh, in the last three, four, or five years, Illinois is dominating the series. Yeah, well, look, I think this Wisconsin team in particular, the the reason why their concepts are their concepts is it allows them to be super selective with who they recruit. Uh, Historically in recruiting, Wisconsin will go after and identify two or three guys, and those are the only offers that they put out. And now you have these guys coming in, and over the past couple of years, particularly this year, you run those actions and sets and guard the way that you guard because you're trying to – amplify the skill level as much as you can the problem is there's not a lot of skill there this year and i i think there's a few of those guys in that team a uh, one of the guys too they, they bring in he's a freshman he takes some ill-advised shots which is very uncharacteristic for them and, and they just they don't have a point guard i think i talked about on the pregame show you know jordan taylor and trayvon jackson and Demetric trice and these these guys over the past 12 years that they've had have kind of been able to be the bedrock a little bit and now they 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 don't have that they literally don't have a point guard so it's 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 hard for them to get into those actions that they run and be consistent with them so i i mean that i that was one of the biggest wisconsin detractors i've ever heard so it's probably a great day (laughs) great day for him and uh and yeah i think look this is a team that for 20 years under bo ryan didn't finish lower than fourth in the conference that's a real stat which is insane. So now I think you're you're seeing as as other teams and and you have NIL on the portal, the Big Ten starting to have more athleticism and more length enter this league, and that does not bode well for Wisconsin. And at some point they're going to have to figure out whether or not they want to get with the trend, or, or keep going. The you know recruiting the type of guys that they do and, and kind of get buried. You know, and I sweep in the season series with the Badgers, forcing seven turnovers in the second half and getting the double-digit win up at the Coles Center. Best of luck tomorrow to the Niners. I, I don't I don't have a, a, a dog in the fight, so I, I'm just rooting for football as it pertains to tomorrow. But let's keep talking about this one here on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. Taters over in D-Land. What do you got after this one, Tater? How's it going, Econ? Doing good. Nice afternoon win here for the Illini. Uh, Yes, sir. Uh, One thing I want to bring up is uh, Stephen Bardo was uh, commentating today, and he was talking about how good Ty Rogers has became. Uh, What do you think? Do you think he's developing more as he gets some more playing time? I I thought he looked much better in the second half. I agree. Yeah, I agree that he's developed. I think for him, it's always going to be a, a feel thing when you're the eighth, ninth guy uh, in the rotation. Typically, your your first 
three or four minutes in the game are going to determine what type, how many minutes you probably play. So if you're coming in, you're making an impact, usually leaves a good impression on your coach and you, and you get subbed back in more regularly. That, that wasn't really the case today. I think ultimately what they wanted to do um, was say, hey, we have certain matchups we really like, especially on the offensive end, and we're just going to keep going back to the well. And I think the more that you have that, that starting lineup, and even when you throw Melendez in there as well, the more you have those guys in there, the harder this team is to guard offensively. When Rodgers is in there, yes, he crashes the glass. I think he moves well without the ball. But they're a tad easier to guard, and you could probably say the same about Sincere Harris. So, you know, there's going to be games that they may play 20 minutes. Rodgers, in particular, could play 20, 22 minutes. And there's games like today. I I don't know what he ended up being at. I think it ended up being something like nine minutes. But um, it's going to be games like that. It's just going to all depend on those first couple minutes and how he's looking. I, I certainly think he's developed because he just looks so more settled. He's not fouling as much. And those are things you can continue to build on. Because right now, at his particular position, it's just a logjam. And guys experience that. They go through it. R.J. Melendez went through that last year. Uh, Luke Goody went through that last year to a degree. And uh, you just want to continue to keep your confidence. and Because uh, you never know when you're going to be counted on in big moments. So I still think there's going to be a game here where you see Ty Rogers late game. Because of his defensive ability, uh, I think he's going to be there at the right time and, and help this team out. Yeah, 30-plus minutes for Meyer, Hawkins, and Danger here today. Yeah, he he uh, was touching on RJ there, and he had a nasty dribble drive and a nice two-handed flush, man. That that was awesome. Uh, Dane had a nice dunk. They shared the ball very well today, and I think that's one of the reasons why they won. Yeah, really, especially once they got it to settled in to Danger and Meyer, they were about the only ones getting it going in the second half, but I thought they found that flow on the offensive side in the second half. I think they found a good way to mix in Danger and not feature him. I know there's probably a lot of callers and, and people that want to see us throw the ball in every single time to him. He is efficient, but that, that strategy is not as efficient. Because, you know, although he's shooting 70% from the field, he has a slightly high turnover percentage down there, and he's a below 50% free throw shooter. So the more that you go back to that, the more you're opening yourself up for those empty possessions. So I I think they're doing a great job of blending it in, and he has his kind of spurts. Uh, But the reality was your, your advantage was going to be at the wing spot today, and that's what they did. They kept running that stack action to to you know flush shannon and meyer out to the wing and then you enter it and go high ball screen you get dane rolling to the rim you get shooters on the wings and you just have your 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 big time players making plays so um you don't overcomplicate things that's part of being a, a good coach is knowing when to simplify it and not try to outthink yourself or out coach yourself in a way so um yeah but i think rj too that dunk in particular late shot clock could have easily opted for a step back three, a pull-up shot, a floater, and he just he took it all the way in, man. And I think those are the types of plays. You could see him. He was bouncing around. He was talking some crap after he, after he did it. Like You hope that that gets him going because all you want him to do is keep shooting. When he gets those inside-out looks, when he gets looks in transition, he should never have a second thought of whether or not to shoot. So uh, it's coming for RJ. It is. There's going to be a positive regression here. I think it's in, and really, you're you're doing it. You're winning at a high level without him being particularly impactful offensively. Mm-hmm. But his his defense, man. Let me say this before before we move on because I had this thought during the game. 
I was breaking down film last year in the Notre Dame game. It was a non-conference game, and R.J. Melendez had no idea what planet he was on when he was guarding Dane Goodwin, who's a really, really good shooter for Notre Dame. Because uh, when those shooters get to the under the basket, that's the time you need to get attached because odds are a screen's coming. And he was just getting pinballed off the screens, losing his man. And fast forward to this year, Sean McNeil last game, Connor Asijan this game, he's been unbelievable guarding shooters. That, and that is such a strength to have for a guy that's six seven, a guy that you can bring off your bench and deploy and say, hey, stick to this guy. Because you know as a shooter, like that's uncomfortable when you have that type of length and size mm-hmm. on you. So kudos to him for accepting that challenge, not – having his defense fall by the wayside with, with his shooting like it has been the past 10 games or so, that's maturity, man. I, th- I think that's individual maturity from him. And then for this team to absorb the blows they had today and, and you know, come back with a 19-2 run of their own, that's that's maturity as a whole. So all good things, man. Been huge the last two games. And I think he realizes if he's playing that defense, he's going to keep getting the shots on the you offensive stay on the end. Floor. Yeah, you stay on the floor because yeah. if you don't want to guard anyone and you're missing shots, you're, there's there's no minutes for you. Yeah. So he, he's finding out. And I will say, too, Ty Rodgers is a big reason for that as well because mm-hmm. they know that if you're not going to be making shots and you're not going to offer something defensively, we got a guy that will offer something defensively. So I think the emergence of Ty Rodgers, I think, has helped RJ Melendez and kind of lit a fire under him to say, hey, this guy is kind of nipping at my heels, and I need to kind of take what's rightfully mine as a, as a guy that's a little bit older than him, and <laughs> he's accepted that challenge and done extremely well. A lot of good stuff again here today. Hey, thanks for calling in, Tater. I-L-L. I-N-I. You can give us a call, 217-356-9397. We'll keep the fan line going. Simeon's out in Virginia. Happy thoughts after this one, Simeon. Hey, I'm pretty happy about it. But uh, all of my uh, points that I was going to make, Mike stole my thunder, Taylor (laughs) stole my thunder. The first caller was kind of (laughs) hilarious. So I I had to throw away all my comments and come up with something something new. Um, But I I think uh, that that we played really good defense. I was going to comment like Mike did about RJ's, uh, RJ's defense. And like Tater, that dunk which should be the player of the uh, when you guys uh, award the player of the game, that <laughs> that should be it. Um, uh, the blue unis. The last time I think um, uh, Kofi and I uh, and Io uh, when we went into Wisconsin in the blue unis and uh, won a game. Matter of fact, I think Io got a dunk during that game. So I think they need to wear those. I know they lost some games in that, but I think they need to wear those blue unis a little bit more uh, than um, than what they had uh, been. And what can you say about uh, uh, Matt? Matt had a fantastic game. Um, still, my guy, Jaden, is doing what he's, you know, what he's uh, out there to do, hitting some timely threes and things like that. So, um We've uh, won six out of seven. I want to see us keep it rolling. I think we'll get Nebraska, and then we're going to hit a tough stretch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just uh, want us to continue to uh, play uh, uh, outstanding defense. And to what to piggyback on what Mike says, once RJ finds his range, um, this is just going to elevate our team to a, a whole different level. Um, with the way he's playing defense, if he can hit – threes the way he did last year uh look out we're gonna be a tough out so uh anyway i listen to you guys uh 
Um, I thought I was going to bring something to the table, but I didn't have much to bring. Mike brought it all. <laughs> you always you always bring something to the table, Simeon. Come on. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I, uh, all I can say is uh, let's go. Let's let's keep it rolling. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Yeah, thanks for calling as always, Simeon. And we'll we'll see about the blue unis. Uh, somebody a two and seven texter saying slow down to three and twenty under Brad Underwood in the Blues, but something about playing up there at the Cole Center. They've uh, in this three game win streak. Two out of the three have been in the blue unis, and, and not just RJ. I mean Terrence, who was a big part of the win here at the State Farm Center just three weeks ago, played five minutes in the first half and never really got it going and that's when it's you know Matthew Meyer stepping up and and Epps there late again I don't even know how he got to 13 points but he just gets to double digits real quick and and different guys finding a a way on the offensive end even if it's you know not not Shannon on that night I thought Epps got them really settled settled in in the half court in the first half he came in I think I think he ended up having their first basket of the game on a Mm -hmm. on a layup blowing by a guy but you know, having a, a guy like him as a freshman who's unafraid, we saw that in the Texas game, to to make big shots and big moments. Like that three hit on the left wing to make it 41-37 was such a big shot. You got Wisconsin rolling. That place is getting loud. Kudos to Coleman Hawkins being able to come in, play off two feet, you know, and 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 then the relocation from Epps. Yes. Yeah, I always like to say, man, the, your, your defender, when they go to stunt or they go in to help, if there's a kick out, they're returning to where you were at, not where you are at. So you want to make sure to relocate. And and that's what he did. And he hits a shot. And uh, that's that's kind of what ended up blowing the doors open. And 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 Meyer was was tremendous. Look, he's a guy that when you think about working towards March and working towards the NCAA tournament, that that guy's a complete wild card in the best way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy that can really put the team on his back offensively and, and get you out of ruts and they can put him in so many different spots. I mean, they, they were very deliberate in that second half where, Hey, we're going to get to our spots and you're not going to knock us off. I mean, their first possession, they went to a, a, a sideline ball screen with Taryn Shannon going downhill with his left hand scores. The next possession, they go to a wedge action, throw it into Matthew Meyer scores. And then from there, they just went with the stack action where they pop those two guys out and go high ball screen. And you didn't need to be have anything more complicated than that. And they just they exploited matchups. And I thought it was I, I thought there were a lot of really good players today, but I thought it was a really really well coached game by by Brad Underwood. With uh, you know, I think the spread offense has allowed him to go back to being more of a tactician, whereas the five out he's kind of on the sidelines in a sense. So. Um, you know, obviously, maybe you, you want it spread from the beginning of the year, but you know, now that he's shifted over to it, he can be much more um, of that tactician where he can call really a play every time down or a set or, or a wrinkle out of it. Uh, they ran that chin action a little bit today. They got Epps again on that pass underneath the basket. And then depending on how that defense plays off of it, you can start picking on them. Now they get worried about the the back screen for a layup, so they back up and you sprint into a ball screen and there's no help off of it. So um, they had them on a string. They they had Wisconsin on a string defensively today. So kudos to them. Uh, really all around a great effort, and certainly you you would hope to build on it and go take care of Nebraska. Ended up shooting fifty four percent there in the second half. Put up forty one points, and, and it, it, it's funny looking back. You know they they tried 
the NBA thing, but we saw a, a college basketball game here today and, and why it works. It's the, the sit down and, and play defense on the offense. We're going to run these plays and we're going to stop what, what they're running. And, and Illinois just beat Wisconsin at their own game here today. And they've done it a lot here recently. One more call before we pick out an MX electrifying player of the game. Paul's up in Seattle. What are you thinking after this one, Paul? Hey, enjoyable win. I always like to see us win at the Cole Center. Three in a row is pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> hey, I have uh, three quick questions. Um, one, Terrence Shannon's uh, outside shooting seems to be a little bit uh, off at this point in time, uh, and I know he practices a, a ton. I don't know if you guys had some observation on his outside shooting. And the second question was um, in regard to our, our centers, our fives. If we get in a tournament, who's our – third guy off the bench is it are we going with Lieb or are we going with our French connection and then the uh, fourth uh, third question last question is any update on Sky Clark and I'll hang up and hear the words of wisdom from you guys <laughs> thanks for the call there uh, Paul and um, wow I've I'll already go in, I'll go in reverse order okay I'll go in good reverse call. order there I personally do not have an update on Sky Clark um, I haven't heard a thing to I think I think he was asking about who the third person in the rotation would be um, when it comes tournament time. Yeah, that would be Luke Gooding. Um, so I, I think there's that's in depending on how he looks. I I don't care if he's eighty percent; it's probably going to be him. Um, and then I think you you can get really selective with you know if Rogers has it going or Harris has it going and mm-hmm. it has it going. I'm not saying that they're making it rain offensively. I'm saying if they, they have different different know, defensive matchups that they can use with having right. so many guys that are flexible, really one through five, the reason why they thought they could switch early on. Yeah, and, and Terrence Shannon shooting, you're always going to get some regression after the eight for nine game. That <laughs> that certainly wasn't going to happen every time. But I will say going back to you know, the broadcast, probably the first eight games of the year, uh, they really made it a point to let you know that he was shooting every morning at 4:45, and I remember <laughs> sitting there saying, "I am hoping I'm hoping he's stopping that because that's great in the off season, but you know it, it becomes much more about maintenance and management, and you know you don't, you don't need to go shoot a thousand shots in the morning. That treat you know you can treat the off season that way, but in in the season it's all about hey, how can I get to a level." of confidence where I feel good about what I'm doing and mm-hmm. stepping up with these shots. I mean, you see it, this is the part of the season, January, like late January, getting into February. This is when you really got to double check on your legs when mm-hmm. you, when you're shooting the ball, RJ's struggling with it right now. A lot of shots are short. And I say this because like, I went through this when I, when I played my fifth year at Wright state, uh, I think for the first 20 plus games, I was 53% from three. And then I had a five for 27 stretch because I, and every shot was short, yeah. and I I was like, oh my god! And it felt like they would be on target, but they're short. So you have to recalibrate a little bit, and you also have to be mindful of where your shots are coming from. I think Terrence, the percentages don't look great because I think he has taken some tough ones. Yes, uh, he took he took a really tough couple tough ones against Ohio State. A lot he of took off some the more. Yeah, he took some more today, and off the dribble, you're always going to have lower percentages. He didn't do as much dancing with the ball and, and taking shots at Texas Tech. It was much more catch and shoot because that was more of his role. So I think for him, and this has always been my thing with him, he can get five to six, maybe even seven threes a game by just off-ball movement mm-hmm. and catch and shoot. Maybe there's some late clock stuff. 
you know, he has the ball in his hands late clock, so he does have to hoist at times. So maybe factor that in percentage and a half, maybe um, one way or the other. But he's in a position now where it's like, man, you have good offensive players on your team that can get you open. You don't, you really don't have to force anything. And I think he'll see more quality looks. And in turn, I think his percentages will go up. And, and I, yeah, he, he only took one three here today. And and going back, he, he's been pretty streaky, but you, you have confidence that he's a good shooter because he hasn't missed a free throw over the last two games. And he's the best free throw shooter on the team. So yeah, if he takes higher percentage threes, if that makes sense, um, I, I think you'll you'll see that number higher in that eight for nine game. When you're hot, you're hot. Yeah, and look, his first order of business should always be getting downhill, getting to the basket, because that's going to open it up, where you're going to have guys that really are, are are worried and trying to be cognizant about you getting downhill and driving. They'll probably give you a little bit of space, and then then that's when you can mix in the you know catch jab threes. That, I mean, that's that's how you kind of have to formulate your game if you're Terrence Shannon, because one, at least if you're getting downhill. It could result in a foul. If it results in a foul, you're getting free throws. If it's getting if you're getting free throws, you feel a little bit better about your outside shot because you've seen a few go in. So it's it's all a ripple effect, and it's got to start from him being aggressive and kind of adopting that mindset to start all these games. And I think he ha- I really think he has done that mm-hmm. um, th- these past few games. Let's pick out an MX electrifying player of the game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project and remember relax call max not too tough to pick this one out guy goes for a a career high doing his thing on the defensive end as well again and uh rebounding six rebounds here we're gonna probably give matthew meyer the player of the game right no brainer no brainer i thought he was he was tremendous not only getting them you know, kind of getting the the faucet running in the, in the first half with a couple of the shots that he made. Mm-hmm. Melendez finds him on the fast break. He hits the three and, and gets fouled. And uh, I, I think he's just has a, a patience to him. He's not rushing a lot. And, and I think now I think it's safe to say that when he gets to that, you, know, you can say that some of his threes are out of rhythm, but when he gets to that shot fake step back going left, to me that's that's in rhythm for him. Um that's a very in rhythm shot for him. And I think he's made it at a high enough clip where, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a good shot. So, um, but he's also starting to figure out that, man, I can do a ton of damage at six, nine getting downhill mm. because he's, he's so good at stopping his momentum and hitting those floaters and getting around the rim. And and again, that's, that's another way for him to get to the final line. So uh, just a tremendous, tremendous performance from him today. And um, geez, he, he, he continues to get that going. And then you get, you know, Terrence getting back to form after a game like today where you don't have a ton of rhythm and foul trouble. Look out, man. 26 points, 6 rebounds, a block, and a steal. Matthew Meyer is going to get our MX electrifying player of the game. Gets it out to Meyer. He drives down the lane over his season. Short jumper good. Love it. Meyer with 10, attacking the rim. Illinois' lead is 6 here in Madison. Left wing Meyer for 3. Got it. Matthew Meyer answers. They left him open. Left to right in the blue. Matthew Meyer, 16 and a half for the game. Illinois up 9. Meyer guarded by his season. He can take him. Drives down the lane. Scoops it up and in. Counted in the end one. Meyer just picking on the freshman here today. Career high, 26 points for him in the Illini's win over the Badgers. Jason, hang on. We'll get back to you on the fan line. Catch up on the text line as well. Still plenty to go here on the Fasteners, etc. Postgame show.
You know he's rather aloof at yeah, times. He's a free spirit, though. <laughs> the conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Bounce pass inside Danger, spins on Hodges, and slams it in. Oh, Danger, says enough of this. Barbecue chicken time. At Free Texas Spirit, Matthew Meyer getting our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. Dane Danger doing all of his damage in the first half. Nine points, grabbed eight boards as well in 32 minutes. That might be close to a season high as far as tick for the Baylor transfer. Both guys shine as Illinois has gotten three in a row up in Madison. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Evan and Mike with you. Joey helping us out behind the scenes. We go back to the fan line, 217-356-9397. Jason's in New Linux. What are you thinking, Jason? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, one of the things that perplexes me about this team and just basketball in general is is that a lot of our shooters are one-dimensional. All they do is take threes. Um, one thing that made Michael Jordan so good was he could, he could beat you off the three. He could take a few power dribbles and do a pull-up jumper for mid-range and he could take it straight to the basket and I don't know if these guys just aren't coached that anymore but I'd love to see like an RJ Melendez be able to be more than one dimensional and just shooting threes and the same goes with Colin Hawkins and a lot of those guys is this is just not taught anymore um, because you're pretty easy to defend if they know you're just going to shoot threes all game uh, there were a couple threes, I think, in the first half, especially when you know nothing's going in and it's twenty to sixteen that that were forced. But I, I thought tonight it w- was a lot more of in rhythm threes, Mike, uh, and only twenty of them. That's kind of a, around where you would uh, imagine. But no Michael Jordans on this Illini team, sadly. Well, analyti- analytically too, what they've shown over the years is that catch and shoot threes and shots in the paint are where you want to live the mid-range in particular can end up actually being one of the lower percentage shots i mean the, the team that shoots the most mid-range jumpers in this conference is ohio state and things aren't going well for them and then also a lot of these defenses the way they're designed i mean there's you look at the top 25 defenses in the country probably 20 of them play drop coverage because the whole point is we're going to limit those threes we're going to stay out of rotation and we're going to force you to shoot in that intermediate area from 12 feet to 18 feet and teams that do that and shoot a lot of those can't win consistently. So um, I I do agree in a sense where if it's used as, you know, to supplement your game, Ohio state's a team that shoots way too many of them in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, if you're a Matthew Meyer uh, or a Terrence Shannon, Terrence has done it a little bit, but um, you know, if if the paint's clogged and you can get a guy to be, get, uh, beat a guy on a shot fake or he runs you off the line, being able to come into 15 feet and, and shoot a pull-up jumper can be can certainly be helpful at times. It's just it's not something you want to rely on um, all the time. But, yeah, I mean, I think most most kids, when they get into the gym nowadays, they're either doing stuff around the rim or they're on the gun shooting threes. So um, things have certainly changed, uh, and defenses have kind of adjusted accordingly where that's those are the shots that they want to force. 
Wisconsin actually took more threes here today, and that's also what Wisconsin and a lot of teams do when, when they're, they're getting down. They try to shoot their way out of it, a lot of the time not in rhythm, and it doesn't work out. Appreciate the call there, Jason. Marty's in Pinehurst. What do you got, Marty? Morning, Evan, or afternoon. It is it is afternoon, but we're going to get out of here no, actually kind of early. It's morning somewhere. Right. Oh, well. Hey, uh, uh, good game, good win. Um fact is most most teams try to to make people shoot contested threes if they can um, not give them open three looks and uh, I suspect AAU ball has a lot to do with why people haven't got the Io DeSumo pull-up game which you need late in games and late in shot clocks a lot of times but <clears throat> that aside <clears throat> the reason I called a little bone to pick I Stan called in right off the bat and I he's good and I like him <laughs> But I take a little uh, – I disagree with them a little bit on the fact that we're going to be down on Wisconsin and their system and what they do, and let's put them back where they were 35 years ago. Um, you know, we took Nana Egwu. Frank Kaminsky was on the same club team with him, and we passed on Frank. And Nana was a really good player, but Frank might have been a little better player. So it's not always big, slow, dumb guys. And if you get into the NCAA tournament, uh, you're going to see a team that forces you to slow down and play their level. I think we saw that a couple years ago when we were number one seed. And I also think I'd like to see somebody play some good zone in the Big Ten so that we were ready for a little bit of anything. Basketball is a game, I would remind Stan, where you have a certain amount of time and the team that scores the most points wins. It's not it's not a, a, a style contest. It's not who's the prettiest. It's what talent do you have and how can you do it? I, I personally don't like the shot clock. I don't like being more like the NBA. Um, more possessions, more talent usually wins. If you don't have the most talent, you've got to find a way to limit possessions. Because the goal is to win the game. It ain't to be pretty. So I, I would remind everybody of that. And Wisconsin, I admire what they've done. I don't like it, but I sure admire it. I admire the system. And... Uh, I don't think it's going to go away. They just don't have as much talent right now, and they've had some injuries that have hurt them. And uh, they'll be back, and they'll be decent. And I, I'm kind of glad they're in the Big Ten and make us play that way. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but that's me. And I'll, uh, I'll let you go, and uh, good show, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for the kind words. Uh, appreciate it. This is, this is the, the dilemma that the Big Ten is kind of facing right now, right? Do, do you win in the league? Can winning in the league translate to winning on the grand stage? And Frank Kaminsky is probably the best player to come through Wisconsin since like Devin Harris 20 years ago. And that's what got him to a, a national. I mean, they had Decker on that. They, they had a lot of NBA guys on that oh, team. I, I'm aware. They yeah. ran us out of the gym a couple times. But look, it's funny. We, we all want fundamental basketball, but we everybody seems to simultaneously hate Wisconsin, the, you know, the, the formula that they have, it's, it's not a bad formula that they just, they've, they've struggled to not only recruit, but, but keep some recruits. I mean, for those of you that don't remember, Tyler hero was committed to Wisconsin before decommitting from Wisconsin and going to Kentucky. It's their, their recruit, their ability to retain recruits. Um, there, there's not a ton of attrition in terms of guys leaving there, but at the same time, I think that, you know, they're another school that probably needs to get with the times a little bit with NIL and 
uh, or, or they're really going to fall behind. But I, I do think that their ability to take care of the ball every single year, they're, they're top 10 nationally in turnover percentage. And uh, they find ways to, uh, to stay in games and, and limit your possessions. The, what's tipped them over the edge over the years is they have somebody. I mean, I mean, the Tyler Wall is probably their best player. And, and I think Tyler Wall is a good player. He's, he's a, a you know, third team, all big 10, maybe a, a high honorable mention guy. But those aren't the type of guys that are going to help you go win a league. Like, you're going to need a Johnny Davis. You're going to need a Frank Kaminsky, a Sam Decker, Ethan Happ. I mean, Ethan Happ's another guy that was right in the Illini's backyard that ended up going to Wisconsin. And I'd say, too, I guarantee you that when Bo Ryan recruited Frank Kaminsky, he didn't foresee him being the National Player of the Year. And he especially <laughs> didn't foresee it after, you know, I think Frank averaged 1.8 points per game his freshman year and 4.2 his sophomore year. You could probably argue that Nana got the better of him for the first two years. The difference is, you know, Wisconsin, what they do is they, they really develop their bigs and, you know, Hap, Hap really came on throughout his career. Hap redshirted his That's freshman right. year. Um, you know, and, and Kaminsky does the same, you know, Kaminsky basically redshirted his freshman year. He didn't get much, much tick at all. And um, so, you know, there's, there's one-off cases like that, but I, I do think that, uh, their ability to have this system and it really has to led to a lot of winning over mm-hmm. the years. And that's why they kept Greg Gard from that bull Ryan Shree uh, as an assistant coach, moving him up. Now, if you part ways with Greg Gard and you go and get somebody and I, I don't know who, I don't know who that would be. I'm sure Tony Bennett doesn't want to leave Virginia, but if you go and get somebody completely out of the Wisconsin bloodline, um, then this thing could look a lot different because there is a lot of good, there's a lot of good basketball players in, in the state of Wisconsin I mean, freaking Tyrese Halberton is another guy that they like get out of that state mm. and went to Iowa State, and now he's going to be an NBA All Star this year, most likely. So, I mean, it happens everywhere, but yeah, this is a I think a perfect storm of not a lot of talent and a system that really has they're they're trying to maximize their margin of error uh, as much as they can, and it's just it's not working. Yeah, Wisconsin falling two games below 500 in Big Ten play, four and six. The Illini two over at six and four. And uh, yeah, let's check out the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Woo, felt that RJ jam all the way in my living room, says 217 Texter. That was a good one. Congrats on the win, says Vinny. Great to beat the Badgers at, at the State Farm Center, and it's an even greater victory at the Cole Center go Illini. That used to, as Brian and Dion were talking, and we were reminiscing yesterday, you know, back in 04-05, Illinois on a tear that year, but everybody's like, well, you still got to go to the Kohl Center and face the, the affirmant. No, Devin Harris, I think, might have been gone at that time. But still, the Kohl Center was a place where you didn't you didn't go in and win, and Illinois kind of flipped that. I think you see that more on the talent side. Right over the the last few years, they weren't able to stop Io, weren't able to stop Kofi, and, and weren't really able to stop anybody here today. They just have better players. Yeah. Illinois does, and more physical players, and that's kind of always been Wisconsin's Achilles' heel. Even when they were really good back in 2015, when they went to a national championship, they lost at Rutgers because Rutgers just had bigger bodies and were more physical that those are always the teams that they tend to struggle with. You know, if you want to try to play pretty, then it seemed like Wisconsin can really beat you because they force you to be assignment sound on the scouting report and they force you to be able to talk when they set all their screens. And 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really been the story over the years. Kofi and Io kind of started it, um, it and these guys have continued it. And I'm, I'm envious because we never won at the Cole Center when I was there. Part of it was we were playing that, the aforementioned Wisconsin team that was going to national championships. <laughs> but it's just it's just a really weird place to play. It's it's cold in there. It's usually feels like it's always some sort of like matinee, Saturday morning, early afternoon game. So that that introduces weird elements as well. But um, but man, when you feel like you've got a team's number, when you feel like you've got a program's number, there's there's different teams in this conference where there's just there's that one matchup that you can't quite shake like for indiana it's Rutgers. they just struggle with Rutgers, and i know a lot of teams struggle with Rutgers, but indiana in particular really struggles with them so uh yeah I, you want to keep this tradition going going up to the coal center and stealing wins because if they start to turn this thing around it's going to get a little tougher to win up there is it deception or is that one of the brightest arenas that you play in or is that just kind of like how well, the floor it, looks yeah it's weird too because it's it's one of those it's one of those teams too that you know, when I when I when I played at Illinois, they used a Sterling ball. Um, uh, uh, now they the have worst. they use like they use like the the Wilson NCAA one. I actually think they're using the NCAA tournament as well. Um, but yeah, there's just it's it's weird. There's usually like a foot of snow, and <laughs> I, I remember like today. when my fre- yeah, I remember my freshman year. We were trying to plan our. It was an 11 a.m. game. We weren't going to do a shoot around, so we did. We were going to do a walkthrough at like 7 a.m. And they messed up our scheduling of the rooms like the hotel did. So we didn't even have a room. So we were just doing it in the hallway and trying to figure it out. And then you go in there. I think we ended up getting blasted by by 25 or 30. But yeah, it's 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 weird. It's one of those places that when you come out, come out with a win, it's feels a little bit different than than other arenas. I think the racks up there, too, with with those that, you know, you're you feel pretty thankful to to be victorious. Yeah, a lot better times for the Illini these days. Illini Stats and Notes pointed out that this is the 23rd Big Ten road win over the last four years, most in the Big Ten over that span. And they get a double-digit win at the Kohl's Center. Still some time if you want to call in, 217-356-9397, or text in on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Yeah, it's called role identification. And I think everybody, you know, I thought Ty Rogers' stretch in there was was great in the first half and and, and sincere. And and uh, now all of a sudden you start falling into uh, roles and comfort and know where shots are coming from and, and, and executing. And uh, uh, we did get good looks in the first half. We took a few, you know, not so good. But uh, for the most part, part, I thought our shots were good. And... Uh, uh, you know that happens when you when you're comfortable and you know where they're coming and and how we're getting them and who's getting them and then when that one's taken away, what option two is, and um, yeah, I'm 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 really pleased with the, kind of the roles that we're we're sliding into. Role identification, a key here. Recently, Simeon pointed out, Illinois has won six of seven here to get back over 500 in Big Ten play with a win over the Badgers, Fasteners, etc. Post game show, Mike and Evan. Joey will be along shortly as it's a busy day in college basketball. But we had a, a caller earlier asking a, a, about Sky Clark, and I'll go back to what we said after the first win to get this thing going uh, uh, against Wisconsin. Everybody's just kind of settled into those 
roles now is consistently these eight guys. You know, RJ Melendez has been playing really good defense. He's going to get a little more tick. Uh, even even uh, Ty Rogers got that against Ohio State when Dane Danger was in foul trouble. There's just so many minutes to go around. And, and when, when you just tighten that up, whether it be organically or, or by guys leaving the roster, however it, it has to happen, I, I think guys have just found their way, and that's leading to Illinois playing better here over the last month. Yeah, I mean, especially down the street, or, you know, with a new team, these things tend to figure themselves out. You know, shot allocation and minutes and um, all of that tends to figure itself out. So now you have more predictability in your offense. You have more predictability in your defense because you have actual matchups. You're not switching one through five. And then on offense, you have these spread concepts that you rep day in and day out. There's not this structured randomness that you have with the five out. So uh, I think all that pre- predictability has allowed these guys to settle into roles and and thrive in those roles. And when you have that role identification, it makes it so much easier uh, to to understand what's required of you and, and trying to optimize that and do that at a high level. When and again over Wisconsin, I was trying to come up with a, a stat there, but uh, it's back and forth, home road. Everybody's just settling into a rhythm schedule-wise as well with this win over the Badgers. Okay, while I go over the highlights, let's go to Joey Wright for the aforementioned scoreboard here because NFL's finally slowed down, so college basketball is like, all right, we're going to take over the weekends. That's right, uh, just three games left in the NFL season. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Cowboys fan, so my season's mm. over, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, looking at the scoreboard, we'll go uh, Big Ten and Top 25, but in the Big Ten, there, there can't be any Top 25 teams. You've got Purdue at the very top, and then no one else is ranked. Yep. Northwestern hosting Minnesota today. Good win for the Wildcats, 81-61 over the Gophers. Another not-so-good game, a 19-point winner for Maryland over Nebraska, 82-63. to uh, I like looking at the, the Big Ten page on, on ESPN.com because all the logos are just letters. <laughs> it was, it's like that for all the games except uh, the one that hasn't been played, Ohio State. I guess their logo's a letter, but it's got some extra text on it. Uh, they will travel to Indiana later tonight. That game's at 7 o'clock on Fox. Big one. For anyone who cares to tune in, it is a big one. And then looking at some top 25 scores, we'll go down the list. Florida State is hosting number 24, Clemson. They are trailing 56-50, to 10-19 left in the second half. Number 6, Arizona, all tied up at Washington. Washington looking to pull off an upset, 17-46 left in the second half. That game's on Fox right now. Number 4, Texas hosting, or number 4, Tennessee, pardon me, hosting number 10, Texas. They're leading 26-17, 7-15 left in the first half. That's one of a couple really good games in the SEC Big 12 Challenge today. One of the few. Well, there's well, I, there are a couple interesting ones. Uh, the the marquee one hasn't tipped off yet. Number nine Kansas is it? Number uh, uh, unranked number, Kentucky. Number nothing. Yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> Kentucky was in there, but uh, that game will tip off at seven o'clock. Yeah. Other than that, it's it's a pretty weak slate. Another game in that challenge ongoing right now. Number five Kansas State hosting Florida, 22-11, left in the first half in Manhattan, and then a couple games in that challenge have already gone final. Number seventeen Baylor hosted and beat Arkansas, 67-64. West Virginia hosted number 15 Auburn and won 80 to 77. Oklahoma pulling off an upset, a decisive win at home against number two Alabama, 93 to 69. 
Missouri, a winner at home over number 12, Iowa State, 78-61. Mississippi State beat TCU in overtime at home, 81-74. TCU was ranked number 11, so we've got some upsets in the challenge as well. And then looking at a couple of intriguing top 25 games, uh, otherwise won't go through all of them because there are a number of top 25 games today. We were talking about this one, Evan, before I came on. Hofstra goes to Charleston and takes down the number 18 team in the country, 85-81. to 81. Mm-hmm. Florida Atlantic, they have had a great season, beating Western Kentucky at home, 70-63. to 63. the USA. I guess. Not, a, not the American. I didn't want to say American because yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah, all, they're all the same thing. <laughs> Look at those football playing mid-majors. But uh, FAU's had a good season in the CUSA, but Western Kentucky uh, goes to Florida and falls short 70-63. And as I start to ramble along here, number seven, Virginia takes down Boston College. Big ACC wins 76-57. Number 16, Marquette takes down DePaul 89-69. And that is in Chicago. DePaul, the only Illinois school in the top 25 right now. Or uh, never mind, that's Marquette, the ranked team in that one. I apologize. Yeah, Shaka Smart's got Marquette playing well again. They That he does. Um, and I don't know that there are a ton of intriguing matchups. St. Mary's, number 22, will play at BYU later today. But that's, uh, that's, that's about everything you need to know in the top 25 and in the college basketball world today. Well, the Royal Rumble is going to kick off at 7, so I know that they didn't want to bump up against that. That's a, a, a tough battle in the viewership. But it's been a busy day. Thanks for catching us up you on bet. all that's going on on the scoreboard. And Mike, as I look at, at the, just the top 25 scores that Joey was reading off there, I see home win, home win. Hofstra, I think, really just wanted to beat Charleston. They had the feeling like I did. Charleston's not that good. So they went on the road but got a win. But Baylor wins at home. Mississippi State wins at home. So it, it, it takes a little something, at least right now, to win on the road. And, and the Illini have done that now three times in this calendar year and all by double digits. Yeah, and they probably should be. I would imagine they're they're going to be knocking on the door. They should be back in the top 25. You think so? Uh, I, I think so. I think you actually. I think you're going to have some attrition uh, from this top 25. I mean, I, I'd I'd have to look to see. Uh, you know, I know TCU. Uh, TCU is probably not going to fall out of the rankings, but I know that they're. Um, I do believe they ended up losing to. to they did, but State they were today. all the way up to 11 this week. <laughs> yeah, so they 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 won't fall all the way out, but um, I guess Virginia wins. Auburn will be out. Um, that's their second loss this week. Um, Xavier's going to slide a little bit, but they'll stay in. Iowa State's going to slide a little bit, but they'll stay in. Marquette's going to stay in, obviously. Charleston will um, probably fall out. Yeah, Charleston will fall out. Um, Miami might fall out uh, as well. And Florida Atlantic just continues <laughs> continues to win. So I think they should be in the conversation. I mean, I know yeah. they. I think they only got nine votes last week, but uh, you know, you went at the Cole Center and. Um, you know, I feel like that's, and you beat Ohio state earlier this week. That should, should give you the nod 20, 24, 25, maybe we'll find out on Monday, but had a, a, a pretty good week here with a couple of wins and we're going to get into this rhythm for the next couple of weeks, play Tuesday and play Saturday. So keep taking care of, taking care of business and the Illini will finish 
in the top 25, and we'll be feeling good when March gets here because that's what matters. Let's pick out a Tapman's towing play of the game. Car won't start after the game. Call 217-328-2424 for the most trusted roadside service in downstate Illinois. Tapman's towing or visit online at tapmanstowing.com. We've had a couple different mentions of it from the text line, from the fan line as well. R.J. Melendez taking it to the hole and, and putting it on his season, probably my play of the game. Yeah, he got some Carter Gilmore in there too. I think it was a yes a double dose. But yeah, I mean, no no brainer. And I think should give him some confidence too, driving to the basket, saying, "Hey, if I get if I get a little bit of a runway, I can finish this thing with two hands." And just a really tough finish. And you hope that it kind of gets him going, um, gets his gets his confidence up. So roll tape. It's a great play. Yeah, I, I did like that three from uh, Epps that you mentioned earlier yeah. on in the post game show. That was big to to stretch it out, and then just after it, RJ did this kind of really demoralizing the Badgers here as the line. I get the win. Our Tapman's towing play of the game. Here is Melendez seven to shoot. RJ down the lane, stuffs it in. Oh, Melendez explodes to the rim on the left side. Slams it in his first two of the game. Where did that come from? Timeout. Wisconsin (laughs) and the Illini have exploded back on top. We saw him do it on a fast break against Houston in the tournament last year, but taking it off the dribble and putting it down today. Tough tough day from the floor, but two points, four boards, and some excellent defense once again from R.J. Melendez. He gets our Tapman's towing play of the game. Uh, we will pick out our keys to the game, and we're coming up on the end here on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show if you want to get some thoughts in. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line, 217-356-9397, or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 217-351-5357. They get it to Hawkins, 10 to shoot, now to Epps. Out top, Hawkins puts it on the deck. Left side, Epps for three. Yes! Yes. Jaden Epps buries the three on the left wing, his first three of the day. There's that play from Hawkins to Epps. Jaden Epps, 13 points, 50% shooting from the floor, pair of boards, pair of dimes as well. And Coleman Hawkins not really doing it with the points, but doing it everywhere else. Nine rebounds, two assists, and playing some stellar defense once again as Illinois beats Wisconsin. Back here on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Michael Tulip, Evan Kahn with you. Uh, funny consecutive text here we have on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Uh, <laughs> First to a nine texter says if Brad Underwood says elite one more time, dot, dot, dot. Uh, then 217 texter asks, what would it take for Illinois to be elite from the free throw line? I And again, I come back. It's not about practicing. And I, you take that video of Coleman Hawkins, two free throws at the end. And I think you see it. He halfway shoots the first one. He's overthinking the second one, and he misses both of the free throws. It's uh, it's just a uh, finding that mental edge at the free throw line. I won't do a whole symposium on it. It's, <laughs> it's all it's all mental. It's reps, and then it's trusting the reps that you've taken, and and trusting yourself when you go up and and shoot them. They're free. You got to make them. <laughs> just confidence and. and 
yeah, I, it's 61%. And, and yeah, you take away the 0 for 2 from Ty Rogers. And, and if Coleman Hawkins finishes, if they just hit a couple of those, Illinois shooting like 70, 80% after shooting like 89%. So it's in there. It's somewhere in there. You, you hope that they find it. They hit enough today to beat the Badgers. Let's pick out our keys to the game brought to you by Game Day Spirit with the best selection of University of Illinois apparel and brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank Invested. I know we could get into the defense, but I'll just go to the offensive side and, and the line I thought found the matchups that they wanted when attacking on offense, and, and it worked out even though uh, holding a team to 51 points, you, you usually hope that works out, but I, I thought they were doing it on the offensive end with Matthew Meyer, Dane Danger, and the likes as well. Yeah, we've mentioned it a few times, just their ability to recognize mismatches and, and stick with what works. I think that's that's really been the, the story here as they've simplified things offensively. So uh, the defense obviously deserves a shout-out. They're just continuing to protect inside the arc we mentioned that drop coverage really limiting rotations, so you don't give up a ton of in rhythm catch and shoot threes. So uh, those are some some major keys today, and and things that you want to you know move forward with because they they were able to blow that game out when they were aggressive, getting to the paint, crashing the offensive glass, and saying, hey, what's our advantage? It's our physicality, it's our length, it's our size, and when you settle for threes, you're you're really letting them off the hook. So they um, you know kind of turned that corner today and said, hey. You know, we're, we're going to try to do a lot of our work in the paint and make you guard us, and it's a big reason why they ended up winning big. I know 10 points doesn't seem big, but that, was, that wasn't as close as the score indicated. Push it out to 17. They don't slop in a three there at the end. 13 even sounds different than, than 10 does. But uh, the Illini lead it for nearly 25 minutes, and they get their third straight win up at the Kohl Center. Those are our keys to the game brought to you by Game Day Spirit and Hickory Point Bank. Not a lot of time left if you've got some thoughts here on the Fasteners, etc. postgame show. Oh, Matthew was elite, and uh, and our defense was elite in the first half. Um, you know, I you 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 uh, I don't I don't want to single Matt out just because he scored points because Coleman Hawkins was about as dominant on the defensive side mm-hmm. uh, as as Matthew was on the offensive side. And uh, you know, Matt had it going today. Uh, he, we needed them all. Obviously, uh, you know, Terrence being our leading scorer. Uh, just had one of those extremely frustrating days, uh, but um, you know those happen. And uh, uh, man, Matthew stepped up, and uh, Dane in the first half stepped up. Uh, I mean, I just um, uh, I'm, I'm really, really proud. I mean, we know what Matt's capable of. We see it every day in practice. And uh, uh, today he was uh, he was definitely the best player on the court. Everybody pitching in for this Illini win here today, back here on the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Not a lot of time if you still want to get some thoughts in here with Mike and Evan. The Illini, winners of 6 of 7. I was just coming to look. It Coming back to just the, the settling into the roles, it's basically Terrence Shannon or, or Matthew Meyer who are going to be your leading scorer, just going back over this win streak. Shannon, four times the leading scorer. Meyer twice. Had a Dane Danger one in there as well, where he was just putting in work uh, uh, against Michigan State. But uh, 
Guys are just doing what it, it, it takes to win, and I, I think you can go back and, and we'll get that rematch against Indiana, and we'll get the rematch uh, against Northwestern and, and Penn State. If Illinois just executes what they, they need to do, I don't even see what we'll see Purdue at the end of the year, but I mean, top to bottom, they're they're about as good as it gets in the Big Ten, and they're starting to play more like it over the last month. And it's going to be pretty jarring for Northwestern and Penn State playing this Illinois team a second time around. It's a completely different team. Uh, just individually, the way guys have stepped up schematically, uh, the way they've kind of formulated this game plan offensively and defensively. So, yeah, uh, you're, you're when you start having these repeat matchups in the Big Ten, it's you know the teams that are really rolling benefit from it because you know you you know what worked in the previous game, you know what didn't work, and you could say that about the other team, but um, Illinois had the clear advantage tonight, and they exploited that. And quickly, I do I do want to do a quick rundown of the AP Top Twenty Five because I think I because I think when you look at whether or not Illinois can make it into the Top Twenty Five, one you want to see who drops out. And you want to see who probably might make it in. So I think it's safe to say we talked about Charleston's out at 18. UConn maybe out at 19. They lost. You know, they lost this yesterday. Um, Miami's probably going to be out at 20. So I see four spots. New Mexico's going to be out at 25. They lost earlier, earlier this week. So New Mexico, Miami, potentially UConn, Charleston. Are, are likely going to be out. Maybe Auburn, too, because they, they, I think they went over this week, too. So now you move on to the others receiving votes. Duke lost at Virginia Tech earlier this week, probably not getting the men. They doubled up Georgia Tech today. Um, they had a 102 votes. They were basically the 26th ranked. Tonight, if Ohio State you know, drops one to Indiana, Indiana's going to be in. They'll be a top 25 team. San Diego State, is was the third receiving votes they haven't lost so they're going to have a shot Rutgers lost to michigan state earlier this week so they're probably not going to be in it kent state not going to be in it north carolina not going to be in it they might i guess they they swept this week too michigan state maybe beat Rutgers, beat iowa um and then creighton puts the smackdown on xavier today <laughs> so those are all the teams that are ahead of you and then it all just comes down to how they vote so yeah. Probably, um, probably 26 to 30. 20, yeah, 26 to maybe 28. You're going to be knocking on the door, but you have a chance next week because I think you go, what, you go, you have Nebraska at home, um, and then yeah, I think you got... Who, then you go Iowa, to Iowa right? next yeah, then you week go to from Iowa. today. Yeah, you, you take care of business next week, you're in. So um, not that that's the end-all, be-all, but uh, it, it does it does have meaning when you talk about seeds and um, down the stretch, you, you want to be a ranked team. Uh, because then you can look and say, "Hey, all right, that's we're at least a top six seed mm-hmm. uh, in the NCAA tournament." So, um, still work to do, but on the right track for sure. Yep, great win says three hundred nine texter, and uh, the Illini just got to keep taking care of bu- taking care of business because I don't. It's an outside shot, but the the Big Ten is kind of out of reach. So just keep winning games, doing what you need to, and. and set yourself up for the big tournament in March. And, and we did have a question from a, a caller who, who didn't want to come on the air wondering if Sky Clark is still a student. I, I, I don't have a guy. I could probably find a guy in admissions, but I'm not going to go find an admissions guy. So I, I don't exactly know, but he's still listed on the roster 
and says that he announced the, the leave from the team. So we have no reports. We have absolutely zero updates on Sky Clark. What we do know is that the Illini have won six of seven and they're two over 500 in the Big Ten. We're going to give last call here on the Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show if you've got some last thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when he plays like that, I mean, the only thing, I mean, you just give him the ball. I mean, when he's going like that and, and you know, trying to get it every time, I mean, you just got to give it to him. Get know? out of his he's way. A good player. Dane Danger and the rest of his Illini teammates had the faith in Matthew Meyer to put up a career-high 26 tonight to get the win over the Badgers. You love to see it. Last call, Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. Mike and Evan, Joey Wright, been helping us out behind the scenes as well and with the scoreboard. Busy day here in the Big Ten and across college basketball. And Eli and I are one of the winners. And, uh, yeah, just settling into the rhythm here. We'll do it again on Tuesday, similar to last week, 6 o'clock once again. Pre-game show gets going at 4 and then... Again, next Saturday, slightly earlier at 1.30, but again on Fox and headed up to Iowa. The lone matchup with the Hawkeyes and the rematch with Nebraska, although they already got the win there. But this was the the first of those games, and and you wonder how the chess pieces kind of worked their way out, and Illinois just still imposed their will here on the Badgers and and got the win at the Kohl Center. Yeah, I mean, this, you, you got to take a lot of confidence from the stretch and understand that this this is a weird league. It's just like when you just when you feel like you're up, like I wouldn't be surprised to see Ohio State knock off Indiana tonight. I hope so, just, just for the madness. Yeah, it just wouldn't surprise me. I think Ohio State's talented enough. I think Indiana's rolling, and there's a potential to be overlooking a team like Ohio State. So I'll be really intrigued to grab some food and then head over and turn on the game that's, that's that's what i'll be doing tonight. i can't can't get enough of it got texas tennessee on right now it's just college basketball all over the place yeah i'll be split screened here tonight watching the evening games as well as i, I just have no idea who's going to win this royal rumble it's probably going to be cody rhodes but i'm going to find out tennessee is holding off texas tennessee's a, a team that Still can't figure them out, but they seem to be on the higher end. I thought Alabama was in there as well, and then they just go get the doors blown off of them at Oklahoma. So you you, you really don't know too much about this season, but it looks like the Illini are rolling here, and they'll try to do it again on Tuesday. So that's going to do it for this one. Thanks, Mike, for hanging out and breaking it down once again. And uh, we'll same time, same place next week. Sounds good. I'll probably be live in the flesh on Tuesday, so looking forward to that. All right, and we'll get you out of here before midnight, so we always enjoy doing that as well. So thank you, Mike, for breaking it down as always. Thank you, Joey Wright, behind the scenes, answering calls and texts and giving us score updates, and we appreciate the callers and texters. And uh, 937 texter says some callers are faithful in their listening, but not always they're calling, and that's all right. If you have some thoughts, share them with us. If you don't, that's all right. We thank you for tuning in. Okay, we'll do it again next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Back for Sports Talk at 4 here on DWS. And back to your regular scheduled programming on both stations. Good night.
The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1493.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.